Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Live Mike. Check one, two. With Lee Lonsberry. From Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Well, hold on a second. I'm, I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to quite start the show yet. I'm, I'm busy here with uh, with my new apps on my phone. I'm buying cryptocurrency. Yeah, it turns out you can buy a Tesla with one of those pretty soon. So let me get as many cryptocurrencies as I can. That's wise. Ooh, look at me, already up a pretty good deal. Not bad at all. Not bad for a Monday. Welcome to this Monday episode of Live Mike. So much happened over the weekend, huh? So much. Uh, some incredible weather. Uh, I bet a number of you listening had to get some car washes. Uh, for those of you who got the snow dumped on you, that that dirty kind of snow. And then, and then last night, yesterday here, uh, and I say last night, we have a, a blessing. We need to remember that we enjoy each Super Bowl Sunday here in the state of Utah. I, I grew up, I, I grew up in in Western New York. I grew up watching the Super Bowl in the Eastern Time Zone. Yeah, the, the those four the four times that Buffalo made it to the Super Bowl, I was there watching and crying at the end of each of those games. But the interesting thing about watching on the East Coast is that they start uh, two hours later in the day, and you're up much later. As a young child, uh, it was fun getting to stay up late. But now that I'm like an old man, I am very grateful that here, uh, you know, come eight eight thirty, <laughs> the game's over and you can go to bed. It's pretty good. The only thing better would be living on uh, the West Coast. Oh, no. Never mind. I take that back. That'd mean we'd live in California. No, thanks. I'll stick with the Mountain West. Uh, Listen, on on today's program, we are going to cover a lot of ground. I I know I say that phrase often, and uh, it's starting to sound a bit trite. I'll try to dial it down, but today it's absolutely true. Uh, We're going to preview in just a moment what is expected to take place in Washington, D.C. tomorrow. It's a huge week in terms of uh, not only the COVID relief, that package being debated right now in Washington, but also, of course, the second the second Senate trial in the impeachment of President Donald Trump. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about what is shaping up to be the plan of attack uh, for senators tomorrow and also the House managers and the defense on the part of the president. Uh, some interesting questions about constitutionality. Uh, it looks like are going to be uh, raised again tomorrow. We'll get to that in just a moment. Later on in, in the program, too, uh, I want to give you what I'm going to call a, a gun report. I was kind of combing through the headlines and touching base with legislators and some folks uh, back in Washington and uh, got a sense that there's a lot happening on the gun front right now. 
There is a big piece of legislation uh, forwarded by Representative Sheila Jackson Lee that uh, is it's uh, it's a scary one. It's uh, it's pretty much, uh, you know, the dream of, you know, the gun regulation types where everything is regulated, everything. We're going to go through the details of that now. Uh, you might be listening and saying, well, yeah, Lee, you think, uh, Representative Jackson Lee, she introduces this almost every year. And I, I know, I know she has been working on this for a long, long time. And she, an, an interesting legislator herself, she uh, does so this year under far different circumstances. Anyway, we'll get into that later on as well as uh, Utah Permitless Carry, a piece of legislation making some more progress even today uh, on maybe making Utah one of the states here in the United States that does not require uh, a permit for concealed carry within state lines. Uh, we'll get some updates there. Uh, but right now, oh, and before before we get to the task at hand, uh, we're going to wrap up the program again today like we did last week with a focus on the vaccine. Today, the Salt Lake City School District is back in action, right? Uh, y- y- your student may be in the classroom at this very moment. Uh, If you're a teacher, uh, you might be in the classroom for the first time since, what, March of last year, April or so? Yeah, that's a big deal. And in part made possible because of uh, the the vaccine being administered or at least opened up to teachers. We're going to hear from the district on how the vaccine is going. We're going to harken back to to a conversation we had on Friday with the superintendent, uh, see what uh, he said then, how that compares to today. Plus, uh, we'll then be speaking with a teacher herself who has received the vaccine and is back in the classroom. How does she feel? How do her colleagues feel? That's all coming up on the program later today. All right. Uh, right now, before we go any further, I want to talk to you now about the plans shaping up and specifically uh, the deal being struck being negotiated right now between uh, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell in the United States Senate in the lead up now to the Trump impeachment trial. The the expectations by anyone right now, if you ask really anyone, uh, they'll tell you that it's likely to be a quick trial, that it's going to uh, kick off tomorrow. And we'll bring you full coverage here on this program, kicking off tomorrow uh, and lasting maybe just till Friday. Maybe just till Friday. Why is that? Well, uh, you see, <laughs> as this thing has gotten closer, uh, both sides have been looking around and thinking, you know, maybe maybe we just want to get through this quickly. You may have heard earlier a conversation on Dave and Debbie's program with Boyd Matheson as they uh, were talking about this very issue, the lead up to the impeachment trial. And it is a foregone conclusion. Right. I don't think there's any doubt, especially after the vote, uh, the vote brought about by Senator Rand Paul when he was uh, talking about the constitutionality of this whole deal. The, The vote. On that front as to whether or not it was constitutional, you can kind of take that as like a surrogate vote and presume that those voting for its constitutionality are the same senators who would vote to convict the president, and uh, the same holds true for the inverse. Those voting against constitutionality will likely be those voting against uh, conviction by the president. So if you take that as, as fact, or if you take that as the, you know, the, the guide for how things may go this week, the, the, the president's not going to be convicted. 
He's not going to be convicted. He's not going to be barred from running for future office. And if that's the case, uh, who stands to gain? And I'm not sure uh, that really anyone involved here stands to gain. And I'm not sure, certainly, that anyone involved here stands to gain if this is drug out for a long, long time. Now, back to that question of constitutionality. So it seemed as though the first time Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, brought this up, that it was settled that that vote determined the view and the will of the Senate and the attitude. That attitude being, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's constitutional enough. Let's go forward. And so that tomorrow the trial itself would commence in earnest. Well, the issue of constitutionality may come up again tomorrow. And it may last for some time. And there may be a good deal of back and forth between those uh, involved, the senators, the jurors. And uh, there's a chance there's a chance that opening arguments then, uh, again, those opening arguments by the House managers uh, are pushed back until Wednesday, about noontime on the East Coast. So what's that? Uh, 10 o'clock here in Utah. There is might it would seem it would seem that now 24 hours before kickoff, we should probably know how this is going to go. Uh, we don't. There is still there is still uh, a good number of questions which remain to be answered in this whole deal. And you and I will observe it all together here on KSL News Radio. We're going to take a break right now. And when we return, I'll be joined uh, by a forecaster with the Utah Avalanche Center. As you well know, uh, that uh, it wasn't all uh, good and exciting this weekend. It was scary and terrifying and tragic for some. Uh, four Utahns lost their lives in an avalanche here in the state. And uh, what did we learn from that? What do we know? How do we safeguard ourselves going forward? Uh, Well, we'll be speaking with a forecaster from the Utah Avalanche Center to answer some of those questions next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.